I'm going to say something unpopular. Lately, there's been a huge like uh, layoffs of at Google, Amazon, um, Meta. All these big companies are laying off um, well-skilled tech workers. You know, they've got they're very good at what they do, and they've been laying them off. And I'm here to say that this this is actually a really good thing and something that should have happened sooner. Now, now I'm going to explain. It is Monday. February 27th, and this is The Brew House. All right, I stumbled across this article from Wired, and I think it made some really good points about uh, tech layoffs and, and all of that. What's happening is, is that people are actually going out and building their dreams. Uh, they were using this Henry Kirk as an example of one of the guys that got laid off from Google, him and a team of five other people are going after their dream. They're going after um, some software design in a development studio. And they're using they're using their layoff as Google to push the timeline. I mean, so they basically, they got laid off in 2022. They have until March, basically, they've gave themselves to have a product, get an investor, all of that, and kind of pull their vision all together. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I think this is this is what needed to take place. Consider, if you will, the dot-com boom, boom and bust of 2000, 2001 in that area there. It spawned companies that are still in existence today, like Airbnb, um, Square, these type of things. And I think that those companies may not have existed if there wasn't the dot-com bust and those people didn't have to find something else. And I think... It's a great opportunity for someone to plant their feet and say, I want to do this. I want to get this done. I'm going to get an angel investor. I'm going to pitch them and let's see what happens. Now, there's a little bit of a problem there. There's been a couple of uh, scam companies recently that uh, kind of have made the investors hold their money tight. Think Theranos, think WeWork. These companies scammed the basically the tech investment sector. And now these, these people are spending more time learning about the companies before they actually invest. But I don't think that that's a horrible thing either. I mean, if you're going to invest money in something, why not fall in love with the product that you're investing in and not just think about the the dollars? Obviously the dollars are important in this, but you know, you're going to put 30, 40 million dollars into a company. We better know something about it. Think um Steve Jobs and um uh, I forget the guy who first invested in the company. And was there pretty much the whole time until Steve, you know, got rid of everyone. He took interest in the product. He took interest in the people. And that's one of the reasons, besides the fact that Apple's Apple, that Apple became really successful because the people that invested the money took real deep interest in the products of the company. So, I, oh, yeah, yeah. So Y Combinator, if you guys haven't heard of Y Combinator, it's a um, it's a startup kind of seed funding company that gives uh, that gives money to startups and, and guidance too. They, they've seen a surge in um, uh, basically requests for funding, I think like 35% or something over the last year. So these comp- these guys that are guys and gals that are really smart that want to create something are finally taking the time to do it and get it done. And I think that that's awesome. And I hope, that it continues. 
I do have to issue a correction from my last Wednesday's um, midweek tech roundup. The story about Apple um, Linux 6.2 being the first kernel to support the M1. That is actually not totally true. I was um, on Twitter and I saw Asahi Linux posted, and this is just what they said. There's an ongoing news cycle about Linux 6.2 being the first kernel to support the M1 started by ZDNet. This article is misleading and borderline false. You will not be able to run Ubuntu or any other standard distro with 6.2 on any M1 Mac. Please, please don't get your hopes up. Then they continued, we are continuously upstreaming kernel features and 6.2 notably add, adds device trees and basic boot support for the M1 Pro Max Ultra machines. However, there's a still a long road before upstream kernels are usable on laptops. There's no trackpad or keyboard support upstream yet. So I apologize if anyone got their hopes up, they were hoping that they could uh, boot uh, Linux from the next kernel on their expensive Apple hardware. Unfortunately, no. I saw this one too. This is based, This is crypto mining. But uh, with the help of Homeland Security, they were able to track down a uh, crypto mine found in a Massachusetts high school. So the guy's name is... Oh, where is it? Uh, well, whatever. Uh, Nadim Nahas. He's 39 years old. He uh, resigned his position at the at the at the town of uh, Cohasset last year. Basically, they uh, found a crypto mine inside of a crawl space in the uh, um, in the in the basement. But they had, well, what I found interesting was is they had to get the um, the Department of Homeland Security and the U.S. Coast Guard to invest investigate and pull these rigs. I guess I don't really know. Um, you know, they may not actually know what the stuff is, and so it's hard to just pull the stuff. But they estimate that he stole around $18,000 in electricity from the district. So he has been in court. They actually put a warrant out for his arrest, but um, he did finally show up to court, and um, he's being tried, and everybody's innocent until proven guilty, but it seems pretty obvious that he did it. And I'm looking at his, I'm looking at his rig set up here with the pictures. They look like... Um, well, some look like this, like regular S9s or something. And then there's these other ones. I don't know exactly what they are, but they all have a 3D printed, like, fan uh, protector. They definitely aren't. Um, the other ones definitely aren't ant miners or something else. So I don't know exactly what they're mining, but what he's mining. But I would assume, I would assume Bitcoin, and I would probably assume Bitcoin on cheap miners. Because, obviously, if you've got a really good miner, you're probably beating the power. But... Cheap miners go for not much, um, and that that don't mine it up, don't that are not profitable because people just want to chuck them and get rid of them. So you buy a bunch of those, but then you don't pay for power. Well, that works out in your favor. I, I stumbled across the uh, Open Airport Map, so we're all familiar with Open Street View. Open Airport Map is a similar thing. It's basically the airport is plotted on Open Street Maps. And what they do is, is via, via GPS or something, they're able to track how, when you land on this particular uh, runway, how you actually get to the, um, like, the terminal. It's interesting. Uh, they're getting a lot of hate. Uh, the announcement, let's see, was out 20 days ago, and it says, hello, I'd like to present you an experimental map. I developed open airport map. You enter the airport's ICAO code and we present it by a vector map with data retrieved via overpass API. 
maybe there is an aviation enthusiast who might like this. And uh, basically, you know, they're getting a lot of hate. Like, why would you want this? Why would you do this? Well, this information is usually only available to Boeing or like the big guys. And what this allows people to actually do is run their own algorithms to see if there's a quicker ways to the terminal, if there's more safer ways to the terminal, anything like that. Plus the information you get uh, when you type it in is pretty awesome. Actually um, think of it like the stuff you'd want to know from Wikipedia, but it's at a glance. For example, I did FSD and I can tell you that it opened in 1937. Um, the elevation is 1,429 feet. Uh, I don't even know what declination is, but that's 2.7 E. It's got the number of passengers, and this is 2019. They did um, 1.1 million passengers. The lowest year they actually did was 2003, which 599,000. And the last time they looked was 2019. Um, but I could do another airport. Let me just do another one. Let me do like a, not a, a non-U.S. airport. So let's go to uh, Managua in Nicaragua. And I can see that it opened in 1968. The elevation is 59 meters above sea level. Uh, it had talks about the runways, the declination and the max people that went through was in 2017, which is also the last time they did the looking, which is 1.6 million people passed through. I think this is pretty cool. I, you know, for me, I don't find a lot of use for it, but I'm sure there is a lot of people that are interested in, uh, airports, how runways work, all of that. I've, I've got friends that are way interested in airplanes and, and runways and flying and all of that. And, you know, they're nerds when it comes to that. I'm nerd. I'm a nerd when it comes to something else. So who am I to say this is dumb? I mean, obviously the, the people took the time to make this map because they thought it'd be useful to someone or it's useful to themselves. I don't know. I'll give them credit where credit's due. I like it. I also hope that you have a great Monday. We'll talk to you later.